This is episode 36. In this episode, you'll meet Victoria Cerveño, a marketing strategist, blogger, and podcaster, and a Latinx leadership strategist. She shares her journey of transitioning through her business ventures and making necessary adjustments. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, I'm Giselle Martin, and this is Relate and Elevate. Bienvenidos! It's a podcast where Latinx business owners share stories of cultural identity and entrepreneurship. I believe consumers want to support businesses they relate to because it gives them a sense of community. Also, join me on my business mindfulness series where I share business tips and activities that will help you grow and sustain your business. So please subscribe to Relate and Elevate to learn more about closing the cultural gaps in the marketplace. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Relate and Elevate. And today I have a very special guest from Southern California. You want to introduce yourself? Sure. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Um, First of all, I would love to say thank you so much. Thank you for doing this. I am so grateful. Um, My name is Victoria Cermenio. I am a marketing strategist, blogger, podcaster, and um, huge personal development junkie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I love all the posts that I see from you like every day, every week. And I just love having you being around in my circle, <laughs> even though we've never met, but in definitely the social media world, you're around and you influence me every day. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. And the feeling is mutual and girl, I'm planning a trip so I can go up there and visit. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to start off with a little icebreaker. Uh, these are questions I did not send you. So just right off the top of your head, what is your favorite food? My favorite food, it constantly changes, but right now it is definitely pho. I love it. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, the caldo with all the spices and different flavors. I love it too. The noodles. Yes. Oh, so good. Uh, What kind of pho is your favorite? Um, I really like the seafood one. Mm, What does it have in it? It has, oh my gosh, so much. It has like shrimp and it has scallops and uh, I can't remember what else is in it, but it's just so delicious, (laughs) especially right now with the cold weather. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. So what's your favorite color? My favorite color, you know, it's funny, it's, it's pink. And as a kid, I hated that my mom always had my entire room like neon pink um and now i do the same thing my entire kids rooms are completely pink and my logo and everything is also pink Hmm. it's cute it well it definitely works for your logo it works with your personality too it's like like pops (laughs) (laughs) thank you what's the most recent book you've read The most recent book I've read is Work Party. I'm actually rereading it and I highly recommend it for any female entrepreneur. So inspiring, so empowering, and just so much wisdom. Work Party? Yes. What is it about? It's about how, um, and it's funny, so the the woman who wrote the book, I believe her name is Jocelyn Johnson, something like that. I'm probably botching her name, but um, she was in marketing 
and she started doing a lot of events and she talked about how your work can be a party. Um, and mm. I highly, uh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Working is a party. Yeah. I like it. I love it. Yes. <laughs> what, um, what have, why is it different? Is it different now that you're rereading it or is it the same or? Um, you know, it's kind of the same and I don't usually reread books. Um, and I thought I would get the same spark that I did the first time. Um, but I'm currently in the, in, in the hunt for <laughs> a new book because yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> okay. Okay. If you could meet one person dead or alive, who would that be? John C. Maxwell, hands down. Why? How come? Um, so he is the leadership expert and I absolutely love, um, his mission and the values that he really, really, um, educates others on like integrity and authenticity and just leadership in general. How did you first get introduced to him and what he does? You know, it's actually funny. <laughs> so we, and I ended up um, losing everything. Like we put our entire home in storage. We ended up staying in um, one small bedroom. And when that happened, this was several years back, but when that happened, um, the house that we were staying in had that book. And I ended up, had a book by him and I ended up picking it up. And that is what reignited my passion and made me jump back into marketing and make a hundred thousand in lipstick sales, like within six months. Wow. That's yeah. really impressive. It's yeah. so interesting how in such a pivotal moment in your life, one little thing is not so little, right? Yep. Yeah, for sure. I highly recommend any of his books to everybody. <laughs> uh, you said John C. Maxwell? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, a couple more questions for the icebreaker. What's the last song you listened to? Um, I don't know. I had Pandora playing in the back, and I listened to a lot of country. So mm -hmm. the last one that I can remember, I believe it's called... Um, my goodness, I can't remember the name, <laughs> but it was so good. It's about Fly Over States. Oh, what is it? It's called Fly Over States. Oh, and okay. that has actually been a really inspirational song for me because it really talks about why some people fly over states while others, you know, drive across the country. Huh. Interesting. What, like, what's the difference then? Well, it just talks about the, the different lives that we can live, how, you know, a truck driver may drive through all the cities. He sees the, he sees the groundwork, whereas, you know, an entrepreneur could be flying over the, the states and living a completely different life and just um, broadening our perspectives. Hmm. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Learning, seeing things from different perspectives, even though they're traveling the same similar paths. Yeah, I like that. All right, one more final question. Tell us something that only a handful of people know about you. Um, gosh, I share so much. <laughs> um, I think one thing that many people may not know is that I'm very quirky. Very, very quirky. Very, um, I've always been very nerdy. I love facts. I love stats. I love um, just being a bookworm and... Um, 
it went as far as me and my brother when we were in high school we hung out in the library every day together we were just best friends and we didn't need anybody else we could be nerds together <laughs> oh that's so cool such a beautiful memory yep <laughs> so now i'm gonna switch gears a little bit and talk about cultural identity how do you self-identify i identify as a latina oh, what does cultural identity mean to you so I think it means everything to me. It, um, I think the Latin community is so empowering, inspiring, um, caring, loving, creative. And um, I'm always ensuring that I am representing them to the best that I possibly can. How does it feel to you to say, I am Latina? Oh, I love it. I love it. And, you know, I think... Um, one of the reasons why I love it so much is because as a child, I did not, I did not embrace it and I almost dimmed it down. And now as an adult, I realize how, how fortunate I am to be Latina, how, how fortunate we are, um, no matter what culture, um, you, you, you know, you have, I think we're all so fortunate to have such culturally diverse lives. That's really interesting. I'm, I do meet some people that say, oh, I'm, I embrace my, my Latinidad or being part of the Latina community more now as an adult than before. Can, are you willing to share a little bit of why you think that is for you and in, in your experience? Yeah, for me, um, in my experience, I think it was because my upbringing was very Americanized. I was, I wasn't surrounded by very many Latinas. I never went to Mexico. Um, I didn't really immerse myself in the community. And so I didn't fully understand how beautiful it was. And it wasn't until I turned 18 and I went to go stay in Mexico for three months and truly immerse myself in the community that I realized um, just what a beautiful community we are and how empowering and how loving and just everything that comes with um with being latina it was like something that you were missing but you didn't even know you were missing it yes definitely it was literally like going home when i stepped foot on my grandparents hometown oh that's so beautiful where where is your grandparents hometown it is in Tonatico, and we actually have a ranch on, um, it's called Grutas de la Estrella. So it's an actual, um, I think it's like a landmark in Mexico. In what state? In, in Mexico City. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Never heard of that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I'm going to switch gears a little bit and talk about your business. What, what do you sell? Where do you sell it? Yeah, so I'm a marketing strategist. So um, everything is completely revolved around marketing, marketing programs, marketing sessions, marketing um, packages, and it's all online, um, which is kind of ironic because it actually was all in person at one point. Um, but I've loved the transition to all online because it allows me to really um, help that many more people. When did you transition and, and why? 
Um, I actually transitioned about, I would say a year and a half ago, so somewhere around a year and a half ago. And the reason I transitioned is because I just couldn't keep up anymore. I couldn't um, meet that many people and then still try and book out my day and you know, impact that many more lives when I was driving to all of these people's homes or driving to all of the, not homes, but all of these coffee shops and all of these just different locations. And um, I got to a point where I had to ask myself, what do you truly want? Do you want to be driving from place to place to help a few people? Or do you want to, you know, hop on a Zoom call and impact that many more each day? Well, that's a really good problem to have. <laughs> you had so many clients that you couldn't keep up. And so you shifted and changed the way that you ran your business. You changed your operations to keep in the demand of your business. That's really not, not easy to do at all. I, I do meet with a lot of people that say, my business is growing and I don't know what to do. I need to hire someone. I'm like, hold on a second. Maybe you do, but let's figure it out. Like what how is your business growing? What role are you playing now? What roles do you want to play, you know, in the future as you see it growing? Like think things like that. So it's really, really like taking the time to make assessments. And I really commend you for that. You looked at your business and you said, wait, it's changing. I need to change too. Everything needs to change. Let's do this. So that's really great. Thank you. Thank you so much. So why, why did you decide to become a marketing strategist? How did that, how did that all come about? Um, well, I always joke that I was born into marketing, but um, my father is an entrepreneur. So at a very early age, I knew this is what I wanted to do. Um, I think it was around the time that I was nine or 10 that I actually, well, my dad, he had purchased 200 magazines so that I could win a contest. And with those, I ended up cutting them up and making my own marketing campaigns. And I just knew instantly this is what I wanted to do. But it wasn't until I was older that I realized I wanted to do it for Latinas. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, so what was, so that was your first marketing campaign. What was your first marketing campaign for your own business? Um, I think it was for the Bosque Co., I can't remember. I did a lot of them before for blogging too. So I was doing a lot of blogging, branding um, campaigns. I believe it was the Bosco, which is a flower company. Mm. That's so cool. Have, have, is there an industry that you like haven't marketed for yet? That, or is there one that you help market a lot for or... I've definitely helped um, the health and wellness community and the spiritual community the most. I used to do a lot of beauty, um, but I've kind of shifted out of that recently. Um, or in the last two years, I completely shifted out of that. But, um, but yeah, absolutely love health, the health and wellness community and the spiritual community because I truly do believe that they're changing lives um, internally. And that is exactly what I needed in order to get to where I am today. You've gone through so many shifts already, and um, this is something that I always, uh, that I really like to hear from business owners and like, what problem is your business helping to solve? And it seems like you, in all of the shifts and transitions that you've made in your business, it's a lot of different ones, right? <laughs> so can you talk about that like a little bit more? 
Yeah. So I think the problem that I've solved has always stayed the same, actually, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've pivoted a lot, but the mission has always been the same. And that has always been to ensure that ethical leaders are really being seen, heard, and valued like they deserve and giving them the brand visibility so that they can um, really bring in the income, the influence, and the opportunities that they desire. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been unique to see (laughs) how each industry um, attracts them differently. Mm, Yeah, for sure. So is that kind of like the, as you say, the quote unquote, the nerd in you that researches? Because I'm I'm like a researcher girl too. (laughs) I really like to learn about things. Um, Recently, like I had a, a meeting with a completely different business model or a different you know industry that I'm not not really familiar with and I was like instead of being like turned off or afraid I was like so excited I'm like yes now I get to learn more about this yes yeah I love that I love being able to immerse myself into their communities because I feel like I grow as they grow as well and that's Mm -hmm. that's been really fun I grow um internally as well mentally physically spiritually whatever it may be, um, as I see their success grow as well. So kind of come, so now we're going to combine cultural identity and business. And you say that you've shifted to serving a lot of Latina businesses and helping them with their marketing strategies. So how has your culture affected the way that you run your business? Um, I mean, I think it's the, the backbone of every decision that I make. It's the backbone of of the values, the morals, um, the, the marketing that goes into it. And it has really, um, it, it has really determined whether or not I will say yes. And there has been a lot of times where I do have to turn down companies that do not represent Latinas like we, you know, we should be. Hmm. How does, how does that make you feel to turn them down? Um, you know, it, I think it feels good because at the same time, it's good in the sense that in saying no, it is a reminder to them of how powerful we truly are mm-hmm. and how much they are losing by not representing us. I think a lot of times, um, you know, in the business world, I am seen as a, as a large asset but at the end of the day, if you're not going to represent my entire community, then it's not going to happen. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a really, really, really important point to talk about because I talk to a lot of business owners who don't really understand who their target audience is or they say, well, everybody, I'm like, no, everybody cannot be your target audience if it doesn't align, if your target audience doesn't align with your brand, then they're just not part of your target audience. And that's something kind of difficult for people to hear sometimes because then they feel like, oh, I'm, I'm leaving money on the table. I'm like, no, not necessarily. By focusing on your target audience and making sure that your clients and your customers align with your brand and your mission and your goals then you're opening up the table or you're opening up the doors to like so many frequent customers and clients to come back because you're 
values align with their values. Yes, definitely. Definitely. All right. So we're going to switch. Oh, no, not, no, not really. Oh, so now I want to talk to you a little bit more about your access to resources. So how easy or difficult was it for you to find what you needed to start your business or to transition into serving a different population in your business? Uh, surprisingly, it was very easy, um, simply because I modeled a lot of my dad's company. So mm -hmm. I already had the, the structure that I needed. Um, so That's yeah, really cool. You yeah. come from an <laughs> entrepreneurial family. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's been amazing. And I think it's, um, it's also one of the reasons why I, um, I am so passionate about passing on the information because as I've gotten older, I've realized how fortunate I truly am and how much of a need there is for this information to continue to pass on, um, through, you know, all of our communities and, um, even just thinking of, you know, if you're in the United States, like you're three steps ahead of the rest of the world mm -hmm. and it is our duties to succeed so that we can help the rest of them also catch up. It's about equity, right? Which is very different than equality. And I don't think that people really understand that. But that's a very, very, very different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah. And now I'd like to take a little break. Have you been thinking about creating your own podcast? If you answered yes, then just go do it. The world needs to hear your voice and needs your point of view. So I want to share the podcast host site that I used for my podcast because I I love it. Like I really, really love it. I use Pinecast and I only pay $5 a month. No, seriously, like it's only $5 a month. Pinecast is a simple way to host, run, and fund unlimited number of podcasts. Pinecast doesn't limit storage, bandwidth, or the number of episodes. Seriously, unlimited everything for $5? Like, that's why I use them. <laughs> um, but I recently discovered that they have a referral program, and I don't know why I haven't been taking advantage of this. So, um, I want to refer Pinecast to you so that I earn credit towards the cost of my own subscription. And then also I give you a discount all at the same time. Isn't that cool? So here's how it works. Use my referral code and you'll get 40% off for four months when you sign up for a paid plan for the first time. Isn't that cool? 40% off and off of $5? <laughs> Here's my referral code, R-99A48C. I'll put it in the show notes. And if anybody has any podcasting questions, please don't hesitate to ask. So what about, what about technology? What about like things that help you run your business? What's your favorite technological tool that you use for your business? Google Drive. 
for sure. Hands down, Google Drive <laughs> the best. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think it has really helped me stay organized, stay on track, keep everything in one place, you know, um, submit things to my clients, to my customers, make sure that everybody is connected and it's all in one place. So I highly, highly, highly recommend Google Drive to everybody. Yeah. It's also, it's like an assistant. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it is. It's so cool that like from my fingertips, I can access all this information and communicate and it makes things so, so much easier, but also like it flows easier too. Yep. Um, what about any other technological tools maybe that you've discovered that you're like, oh, I've never thought about this or... Yeah, uh, Calendly for sure. Um, I should be their representative because I, I swear, <laughs> like everybody needs Calendly. If you are booking appointments, it is so incredibly important that it's simple. The process has to be simple for your, for your clients or for your customers or whoever it may be. And Calendly has, has done all that and more for me. <laughs> I am so amazed that Google does not have a scheduling feature. Um, I know. I actually found one, but it's for the Google Classroom. Like, so like professors or teachers or things like that who use Google Classroom are able to use the scheduling feature through uh, the Google Calendar, but it's only if you have a Google Classroom account. And I'm just like, ah, Google, if you're listening, please. <laughs> I know. Step <laughs> <up>, Google. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're Google. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So is there a business that you follow that you strive to be? Yeah, well, I think I mentioned it earlier, but definitely my dad's. Um, there's a lot of things that I, I model and I look up to, like um, the, the fact that his entire company is based on integrity. His entire company is based on, you know, um, honesty, authenticity, and drive. There's so much drive behind it. And that's definitely the company that I, I, I truly do try to model um, as much as possible. How, are, how is your business different from your dad's company? Yeah, so his is completely all offline. He does not you know, he doesn't work on any social media accounts. He doesn't believe in branding or anything like that. And mom is actually all online and I instill branding and um, <clears throat> all of that good stuff. So we are different in those aspects um, and we're in completely different fields. Like he is in, um, you know, in buildings and uh, what is it called when you're like uh, remodeling buildings and commercial property and stuff like that. Whereas mine is completely on in marketing, but, um, but yeah, they're, they're similar in the, in the morals and values and things like that. Hmm. It's really interesting how like things that tie you together, but then your businesses are so different. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you know what? I meet, a lot of women or a lot of people like you who are like you're a marketing strategist i'm a business strategist i help i help my clients with marketing and branding and things like that but that doesn't mean that we're in competition or that we shouldn't connect or collaborate i mean actually i think it's the opposite i think that we should find people who are in similar fields like us and connect as much as possible because 
there's something that you offer that I can't, and there's something that I could offer that you don't. So we could complement each other. For sure. Collaboration over competition every day, every day. <laughs> Love it. How many collaborations do you say you've had? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have, I honestly, I'm not even sure, but I know it's been over a hundred. Like what kind, like what kinds of collaborations, just to give examples to our listeners. Yeah. So I've done brand collaborate collaborations, event collaborations, speaking collaborations, podcast collaborations, um, uh, swag bag collaborations, uh, vendor collaborations, you name it, I've probably done it. <laughs> Do you have uh, collaboration agreements? I don't have an agreement, but I do have um, this document that I actually go through to ensure it is a good fit. Like one thing that I have learned from doing so many collaborations is that there are some that are just not a good fit. Mm -hmm. And if your missions are completely different, if your values are completely different, more than anything, if your values are different, it will not end well. Mm -hmm. um, so I highly recommend bringing your values to the forefront before ever saying yes to a collaboration. Hmm. And so like, what's like, what's your process? Do you always say, Oh, let's meet and talk. And then you go through like a checklist. Do you send it to them and have them respond? What, what, what works best for you? Yeah, we actually usually will go to like a coffee shop or somewhere um, that is really cute and Instagram worthy because you always got to get the shot. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then we just go through the, the worksheet that I've created where we look over what is your mission? What is my mission? Um, what are your values? What are my values? What are you hoping to gain? What am I hoping to gain? And I think the, um, the key to successfully having the collaborations that you desire is to clearly identify what you want from um, the collaboration and what they want from the collaboration mm -hmm. and ensuring that you are um, equally being, you know, compensated. Yep. And it doesn't always have to be monetary compensation. It could be that each of you have a goal of reaching each other's uh, followers on Instagram or something like that. It, yeah. There's so yeah. many different mutual goals that you can have that are not necessarily monetary compensation. For sure. For sure. What's your favorite collaboration you've done? Maybe not, not, maybe not like the person, but the event or what, what it was. Yeah, my favorite collaboration ever was a Gap, Pop Sugar, uh, We All Grow Latina a commercial. And um, mm. the, the mission behind it was to represent the Latinx community, which was so beautiful to be able to do. Oh, that's cool, cool. Sounds like fun too. <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> so if you could have done something different, would you? When what would that be? Or that have yeah. been? Yeah, if I could go back in time and do something different, it would definitely be to simplify and to put a system in place for every single thing that is done down to the emails, down to the worksheets, everything. Um, I think a lot of times, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I think a lot of times um, when you're just starting out or um, you're 
barely learning the ins and outs of, of your business or of entrepreneurship, we tend to overcomplicate the process. And it okay. isn't until you simplify that you realize um, that that's all your clients or customers ever wanted to begin with. So if you had no constraints, would you start another business or what would that be? Yes, for sure. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what kind of business it will be, um, but my ultimate goal is to create one or to create some sort of product um, that will allow job opportunities for people in Mexico. Hmm. I, yeah, I think, you know, I think people in, in Mexico and a lot of other, you know, places across the world, they're so creative, they're so um, hardworking, they're so just they're such beautiful souls and they just aren't given the resources or the opportunities necessary so that they can actually bring them to life. So that is my ultimate goal. How did, how did you think about this or what, what motivates this? Um, I think what motivates this is just knowing that um, my grandparents, they have um, a lot of land in Mexico and they had a beautiful life in Mexico and yet they came to the U.S. for us. And even though their business and their life, they lived a very luxurious life over there, they were willing to give that up for our well-being um, and now I want to return the favor and give back to their community, give back to those communities that have um, that have sacrificed so much for us. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, I can definitely relate to like sometimes I, I start thinking about like, oh, how can I help? How can I help? But then like I want to help everything and everyone and then I'm just like, there's too much and I can't do everything. <laughs> but that's why collaborations are amazing because then you can reach more people and setting up systems are great, which is something that you've been talking a lot about is setting up systems. So that way when the system is set up, it can work without you or with, with a little bit of operations from you. Yeah, and I think the the key also to to making a massive impact is to decide what kind of impact do you want to make, um, and say no to everything else, even if it is, you know, a beautiful mission, even if it is a beautiful organization that is making such a you know a great impact in this world. Sometimes we have to say no to all of those other organizations so that we can ensure that we make the most impact possible with the one that we know in our hearts is what we're intended to live out. Oh, I really, really love that. Yeah. Say no to everything else. Yeah. Sometimes it gets really, really hard for me to say no to other things, but um, I'm working on it and it's getting easier for me. <laughs> me too, girl. Me too. It's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. Super duper hard. So uh, where can people find you? What is your website? You have a podcast, um, you're, if you want to share where you're physically located, even though you don't do any <laughs> physical, well, you do, you do physical events too, right? Yeah. Yes. I okay. do in-person events. Um, I try to do either events or meetups at least monthly. Um, but sometimes it, you know, it'll be quarterly depending on the season. Um, 
so people can find me in Marietta, California, but I'm usually either in San Diego or Los Angeles. Um, they can find me at that brunette Victoria on Instagram, the create your beautiful life podcast or Victoria And, uh, I know you're on Apple podcasts, but where else can people listen to your podcast? Pretty much anywhere else. We're on about, I believe, 20 different locations. So pretty much anywhere else that you can find a podcast. Oh, cool. And how has your podcast experience been? It's been amazing. And it has stretched me in more ways than any other venture ever has. Same, same here. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, wait, why am I spending so much time on this again? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but I do love it. So yes, yeah. you know I think it um, it really really shows us um, how we communicate, how we connect, how we uh, respond, and I think it's taught me so much about myself and the way that I uh, communicate with others, and it's really pushed me to want to learn how can I serve. How can I serve my guests that much more? And, um, and it's so much so that I have wanted to go back to, um, to get my psychology degree because I think there's just, there's so much psychology behind it. Actually, there's a lot of psychology in marketing. Yep. I, sure. I remember, I remember taking the marketing class in college. It was like marketing 101. And I'm just like, this is psychology. Like, seriously, this is your thinking about, you're learning about your target audience and your customers and your potential customers. And you're learning about their lifestyle and their life and their thought process and what colors are going to attract them and what images are going to want to make them get up and go to your store and things like that. And I actually, um, remember like being in class and sitting there and having to analyze commercials and then figuring out what the target audience was for that commercial and things like that and then you know what after that I just kind of like automatically started doing it for other things like I would see a billboard I would go to the store and see things and see where things are placed in the store and like obviously all the convenience items are right by the cash register right like last minute (laughs) convenience items and things like that so it's all about psychology yep I always say it's marketing or marketing sometimes can be a scary word Um, social media let's just say social media all it is is um, interactions with other people and if you can learn how to how to really uh, interact with people in a way that they feel seen heard and valued you've mastered marketing Oh, I like that. Can you say that again? If you can interact with people to make them feel seen, heard, and valued, right? Is that what you said? Yep. Yep. So as long as you can make the people on the other end feel seen, heard, and valued, you've mastered marketing. I think that's just like a deeper level of communicating with people. And that's what I say. That's what I say all the time. I'm like, marketing simply is communication. Like you communicate, but there's two parts of communication. There's the speaking, the sharing of the information, and then there's the listening. And a lot of business owners don't understand or don't know how to do the listening part of your customers. I'm like, that's like the research part. That's asking them questions. That's learning from them. And then the more you listen, then the better you can 
share with them and speak with them and attract them. But what you said is connecting with them in a completely different level, like a deeper level, which is how you make customers for life. Yeah, for sure. And I love that. I love that you said that too. Like I, it is communications. It it truly is. Yeah. So anyway, well, you and I have a few projects or at least one that we've talked about that we want to collaborate on. So uh, hopefully soon you'll all learn more about that when we start our own collaboration projects. And I can't wait to work with you on things and um, share what we know with everyone and help make their businesses better. Yes. And thank you so much for having me on. I'm so, so, so incredibly grateful. Yeah. I'm so happy we were able to do this. And I'm also going to be a guest on your podcast as well. So we did a podcast, what, a podcast switch? Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm so excited to have you on. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, um, what what is your podcast about again? So it is all about um, entrepreneurs who redefined their beautiful lives. So if you would like to learn about not just entrepreneurs struggle, I mean, not just their successes, but their struggles, um, the struggles that they've had to overcome in the process. um, That's the podcast for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've listened to a few of the episodes and I love them. I really, 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 really believe in learning through storytelling. And that's why I have people, amazing people like you, share their stories so we can all learn from them. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So I really appreciate you being on here. I can't wait to be on your podcast. And I see a lot of many, many, many amazing things coming from you and between us. And like I said earlier, like you definitely are positive influence in my life already. So thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Relate and Elevate. Find me on Instagram at Giselle's World and on Facebook at GM Strategist. Make sure to visit my website, GiselleMartin.com and please, please rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. Hope you have an amazing day. Bye.